When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in five, four, three, two, one. Two live nations Friday rolling on Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Later this hour, my mom joins the program. We'll get our picks together, as I noted, and see if I can gain some ground before we enter the playoffs as I trail by two currently. I ran down all of the scenarios, well, not all, but a lot of the scenarios that intrigue me going into the weekend for the NFL. Week 18 is usually not that interesting. It is this week. Because 11 teams don't know their playoff fate. Five open spots. There are, more, there are even more scenarios than that where you can have like the combination reaching something like 16 different things can happen. It's bizarre what all is still out there. But because of that, there are some really watchable games. And by watchable, I mean games that we can gamble on together. And you're welcome. Yesterday, towards the end of the show, I told you all to place money on USF to cover the minus five and a half. And guess what USF did, everybody? They jumped aboard the cover train, and so did you, if you listened to me yesterday on Redemption Thursday. And by the way, Tom Lang got his prediction right as well. And we know of one lucky listener, one smart listener, who comboed our two picks yesterday. And made him some money and a little parlay and then sent us a picture of the winnings online. I think you saw that too, did you not, Tom? I did. In fact, that particular person's uh, played them individually and parlayed them together. So Mm -hmm. I I don't know. These are just for entertainment purposes only. Now, a lot of times they are winners, but it's for entertainment purposes only. I do have an NHL pick for you tonight whenever That's late in the show. We'll do it late in the show. I've got some other. I've got wagers galore uh, going on for real money, real cash. I'm betting illegally as well as legally um, here as we uh, as we go into the weekend. Tom, lots at stake here. I just placed a two bet parlay on the uh, Lions alternate line minus two and a half and the Bears plus three and a half combo. I think the Bears are going to upset the Packers. Okay, what was the first leg of that? Lions minus two and a half. Okay, all right. So we're gonna we're gonna combo that. We're moving the numbers around. I love playing with the numbers and having some fun there, so that you get your positive odds and all that good stuff. So we we had fun, and uh, and then I'll continue 
on my run here in college basketball. I'm off to a good start, just started jumping on board and uh, feeling like I got a little bit better sense of what's happening. I, again, I'll tell you, the product's, the product's not good. It makes it tough. It makes it tough. College basketball's not great. It's not great. And when we're not good, it makes it even harder for me to spend a lot of time on it, but I do like to. And, of course, I'll be watching all weekend long on my golf bets. Uh, I need Tom Kim to finish in the top 20. He's currently in the top 20. Uh, I need Luke List to finish in the top 20. He's still in the top 20. Sepp Straka, pizza money to win it, three off the lead currently. We'll see what he does, but I also have him in a top 20 bet. I have a top 10 bet as well with some obvious favorites. Um, I did take uh, a, a top 10 for uh, Patrick Cantlay. We'll see. He's at seven under, a uh, couple off the lead. I'm looking good right now. So we're off to a good start with golf bets. Was that minus money for Cantlay? Yes. On a, on a top 10? Yeah. And it was, was kind of like a allow me to buy these other bets kind of a bet. Yeah, because you want to fall back on some sure things. Like if you're going to take – uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna bet a Scheffler, I mean obviously you're you're gonna wear it. I mean he's a he's the favorite to win the tournament. Um, now where the, the the nice middle ground that I thought was like coupling him with Aberg and then taking somebody like Eric Cole and putting those three together and then seeing your odds get more towards minus 150 and then maybe trying to fight a third. I wanted to go Vincent Norman. Uh, who had such a good year, and by the way, that's Florida State's own. And he has he came on last year, of course, got his first ever win so uh, on the PGA Tour, and he's in this event. I don't know where he currently sits, but uh, I don't think he played very well yesterday, if I'm mistaken. I think he was just kind of even, whatever he was. You can't be even here. Like your winners of this tournament every year, when we get to, when we get to Sunday, you're going to see some gaudy numbers. You're going to see, unless the wins start whipping up, you're going to see minus 28, minus 33 winning this tournament. So if you're sitting around par, you're getting boat raced. If you have the right kind of app that does, you know, over-unders essentially for every single player in the field, you need, you know, not every app does that. But Vincent is a great player to wait for a bad round and then play the next day on the under. Because he really likes to go low and then do something middling. So if he did shoot, say, 71 or, or above yesterday, I, I don't know what he did. But if it was a, a number in the 70s and you could get him on an under 69 and a half, under 68 and a half, I would play it all day because he, he usually bounces back from an average round with a really good one. I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for it. Uh, so, by the way, the uh, Alabama offensive lineman, uh, Terrence Ferguson, has arrived in show while we've been here doing this. Uh, he has arrived over on campus. Terrence Ferguson is a big man, and uh, he has arrived here at Florida State, and we'll see. It's funny, I mentioned yesterday that any of the linemen that uh, struggled uh, for Alabama are likely still a take. So if you struggled to snap the ball at Alabama – but you started 14 games at Alabama, I'll take my chances, Tommy. I'll take my chances that we'll figure out a way to utilize your skill set. Well, yeah. You know, Maury Smith is returning for year 92 in the program, and that's great. Um, if Terrence can line up next to him, play guard. Awesome. Bully for us. You know, the thing I was thinking about in the first hour, and since you brought up the offensive line, here's my opening. If Lucas Simmons has a nice spring camp and, mm, and things mm. seem to be coming together, 
if your starting tackles are Lucas Simmons and Darius Washington, all right, man. Darius on the right side, yeah. You get this kind of a kid lined up next to Maurice, and you find yourself another interior line. You're starting to put some things together at that point, and the O-line becomes dangerous. But I, I am building this house of cards, and maybe it's not. Maybe it's out of stone. On the idea that Lucas Simmons, now cleared, is going to have a big-time camp in, in the spring. He's got to hit the weight room hard and then has another good camp in the fall. Is that You can even start Darius at left and move Lucas to right and grow him into the position of left tackle. But if those are your two bookends and, and Lucas really earns it, that speeds up everything for this offensive line and suddenly it becomes a position of, dare I say, strength. Uh, but we'll see. There's a lot of there's a lot of work for Lucas in between now and then. So here's here's what I think, and we get into – I just mentioned defining our terms, and you know you and I have talked about this a lot over the years. I always think it is certainly important to do so. I, I think, you know, what happens is – Within the shades of gray, people want to define yes, no, right, wrong, bad, good, and it's very difficult to do. Florida State could put together an offensive line next year like the one you're describing, and I would tell you that that is doable, that that's a good offensive line. It's not an elite offensive line. And so we get to a place where that's what I'm striving for. That's what I want to see. I want to see, like, I don't want to come in and say, yeah, they're pretty good up front. That pretty good up front going into last year felt good to say. Two years ago, it felt really good to say, I think they're going to be pretty good up front because they had been ass sorry up front for years prior to that. And as we all know, if you're ass sorry on the line of scrimmage, you cannot win anything meaningful. You can fake your way to some wins. You can steal some wins here and there with great coaching offensive ingenuity, all that stuff. You can find a way to beat the bad to middling teams on your schedule if you're substandard on the offensive line. But you can't beat anybody who's good. You can't beat it. You know, Louisville's a good example to some extent, by the way. Watching that Louisville offensive line, and Brahm's a good coach. He found a way to get Louisville to drop 30-plus a game this year. But, man, that group wasn't good. And when they faced Florida State's very good defensive line, they got humiliated. They couldn't block any of those guys. That game was over. And I don't like waiting for the inevitable when I'm kind of getting through a season with the they're pretty good group in front of me. I want to get to a place where I can say, and it's easier said than done, that's a really good group. That's a great segment. Now let's turn our attention to the next place we need to build towards great. I don't want year over year to become Oh, we'll get by with that group this year. That's what I'm trying to avoid. That's where stockpiling badasses comes into play. And we're always going to be realists on this show. Can you have a good year with just a good offensive line? Absolutely you can. Can you be great? No, you cannot. No, you cannot. I think that's true of the defensive line. Can you have a pretty good group up front, maybe that's lacking some depth and maybe some NFL-level talent? Can you get by with that and win a lot of games? You can. Can you be great? No. No, you can't be great. And so I just – that's unless you have something preternatural at quarterback, like a freak show that nobody can hang – look, Vince Young at Texas is how I would define that, right? Some guy where the whole thing could fall apart, but you've got the best player on the field, and it's not close. He's a different guy altogether. You know, we watched 
hell, we, you go back through, there have been four or five guys like that where you go, oh, my Lord, that is breathtaking. That is, what are you going to do with that? They're going to get away with being butt-ass average here, here, and here because that dude is going to make the difference because he has the ball in his hand on every play. Cam Newton at Auburn. Come on, man. That Alabama team was way better than Auburn. The second half of that game is Cam Newton going, I'm the best player out here, and it's really not that close. It's not debatable. debatable. Watch this. Watch me run around and make you children look foolish. That, so unless you have that, Tom, you better have the goods up front. I was going to say that that day was a, a good libations Friday memory because we were at AJ's, AJ's. Sports Bar and Grill uh, for that game. And we were on the air for most of the first half. And then as we got off the air and went to the bar, as we did for a little post-show beverage, you saw the rally happen. As and one is wont uh, to do. Yeah, that, that was a good, fun Friday afternoon uh, with a, a weird iron bowl on a Friday. Very strange, but that's the way it was. Uh, I, I am interested to see, as a lot of people are chiming in in the chat, I mean, I'm proud of the audience. You've cultivated a good audience here, buddy, because anytime the offensive line comes up, there's a lot more activity in the chat. And this is where it gets interesting if you're talking about projecting with confidence or feeling trepidation about the offensive line. If some of those young players step up, in spring and we'll see if they shuffle the pieces around. I mean, you're bringing back a lot of the old guard again for one more year. And some of them are versatile and some of them are not, but how they fit in with a guy like Ferguson, if you can land him, maybe another offensive lineman or two. And then those young players are there position changes. Cross training happens, but are there going to be some position changes that maybe we can talk about? Maybe not. Um, I'm interested to see how Armella slots this spring. Where do they play him? This is a humongous camp for him. Ditto for Jalen Early. It's a tremendously important camp for Jalen Early's development. Lucas Simmons, how much time, how much run does he get? Andre Otto, how fast is he rising? But like, what positions are they starting to slot these players in? And maybe that tells us a bit of the story of how confident they are, that they might have some internal solutions, because this year can change that. This is your third year now in the system. Let's go. It's time. Well, you know, this is where... And it's always kind of nuanced, but this is where you kind of look at Alex Atkins and say, all right, I mean, remember, this was a shiny, shiny star two years ago, Alex Atkins. I think some of the shine is is off of Alex right now. Doesn't mean it can't get it back. But if those young players you're talking about don't emerge and don't find a role, use Armella for an example. My man's been here for a minute now. We know what he was coming out of high school and what he was thought to be. How come that dude can't find the field with any degree of consistency? Why isn't he getting better? Why, when we talk about Armella, do we watch practice and say, good day, bad day? But they're extremes. They're real good days and real bad days to the point where they can't trust him. So you're going to be watching for a lot of reasons. Do the young guys show real growth? Do we get a level of consistency that match the projection of those young men when they signed Florida State coming out of high school? Are they are they arriving to the place that we thought they could be, that we all projected them to be when they came here a couple of years ago? So let's see what happens. Uh, I'm not saying it won't happen, but I, I do want to see some of the younger guys step up, and we haven't seen it at the rate that we'd like. I still think they've got a couple of players we really like. Otto's guy that we both like a lot. Mm-hmm. We both yes. like him a lot. I think he's going to be a real good player. And I Simmons, you know, we know the situation. We documented it. On yesterday's program, it was unfortunate, but that was a young man who 
couldn't couldn't play last year. So now we know he's cleared and ready to go, and I'm excited for him. I'm rooting for him. I hate to see something taken away from a young man, and, and now now he's got an opportunity here. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hello there podcasters oh don't worry i won't prattle on for two minutes like i do with some of the other reads zaxby's doesn't demand it of me <laughs> Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a Beer Giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. We'll be droughts and days and undated. Unveilings free from saturation. Departures raised with no It's Jeff Cameron Show on Libations Friday. I hope you're well. Twitter's at Jay Cameron Show. Soon, wagers, we do <clears throat> have some business to take care of here. As uh, I love, I, I always love when we don't have, um, I don't know, when we're not in the midst of uh, of a season like Tom, how you're going to navigate this, this next segment, how you're going to have the, do, are we going to pivot to something different to a different sport and not use uh first down, second down, third down, fourth down. I don't know what's the equivalent of red zone. The segment is called red zone. So I don't know really what we could do. NFL still playing. So you can certainly do it all the way through. I'm just, I want it on your mind as we get through football, how we can keep red zone. Name brand recognition, elite spot, great collaboration, but also be able to answer these kinds of questions. So I'll let you answer that in a second. But in the interim, you guys know that uh, my man, Adam Tolliver, he is a fellow Knoll, and he and his folks over at Artists and Financial Strategies, well, they're getting you prepared big time. And we also know that the five years leading up to your retirement date and the immediate five years after 
are critical times for you to plan for you and your family, and this is the group you want to turn to to help you do it. Whether you're at midfield looking to plan ahead or if you're looking to punch it in on the goal line, you need to make sure you know how much money you can spend without running out of it. Protect yourself and your family against rising health care costs or carefully plan your legacy. The Artisan team brings a combined 30-plus years of planning experience. That's what you want to go to. That's what you want to learn from. That's what you want to collaborate with. For more information, go to nolretirement.com. That's all one word, nolretirement.com. You want to hit it? Hit it. Welcome to the majesty. Every freaking rep. The elegance. To win the game. have entered someone burned down the funeral home you burnt the funeral home lives will be changed mothers will cry when you see your players give all that they have and uh and you lose that way it's tough legacies are etched into eternity i know who i am north south dakota was his brother from west virginia this is the Red Zone. That's good to know. All right, Tom. By the way, Jimbo's made the news in Florida State land because of an interview he gave and uh, which he mentioned the Florida State should have been in the college football playoff, told some stories from the 2013 squad, noted how great that team was. I was happy to hear him say it. He's not wrong. They were simply incredible when you look at point differential and all that stuff. So he, he can be fun in situations like that when he's not – looking over his shoulder and uh, suspecting that you're out to get him. Uh, he was talking about how, you know, margin of victory was the greatest in the modern era. Mm-hmm. I think Army had a bigger one. In, in, in 1966 I, I, or whatever it was, yeah. I'm sure they did, first of all, <laughs> yeah. would be the thing. I'm sure they did, Jimbo. I'm sure that's correct. Is it true, though, I haven't looked it up, that LSU broke our scoring record by one point with all the extra games? Yeah, with, yeah I think that's true, yeah. Wow, jeez. Got to double-check that, yeah. Um, and, and Jameis was sitting in halftime five times. <laughs> <laughs> well, also in the second quarter against NC State, Jimbo, I think you yanked him in the first half of that particular game. That was the famed game in which NC State's players cowered in uh, in the game. It was a weird thing to watch. It was unsettling, actually, watching you know guys of that caliber have no desire to be out on the field. None. It looked NC State's players looked like our players against Georgia in the Orange Bowl. That sort of no moss. We got no shot here. Yeah, well, when you have 35 points dropped on you in a quarter, that'll happen. It'll hurt your feelings. All right, buddy. First down. Let's go. What do you got for All me? Right. I, I did. It was a bit of a heavier lift to form four questions this week, but we got it done. Okay. We got it done. All right. With the premise that FSU will deploy an eight-man rotation on the offensive line next season. Okay. How many of the following will be in the eight-man rotation? Julian Armella, Jalen Early, Lucas Simmons, how many of those three young men will be in the rotation next year? Uh, an eight-man rotation for our offensive line, and the three players are – sorry, there was a glitch. The three players are? Uh, Armella, Early, and Simmons. Okay. I, like you, think there is a distinct possibility that Simmons is going to emerge um, – and, and be in that rotation. Uh, they like early a lot, so I think he'll be in the rotation. Two. The answer is two. Okay. 
It's going to be actually tough if you bring in another offensive lineman or two because of all the returners. I mean, in no particular order, Darius, Maurice, Keandre Jones, Robert Scott. Now, you can't count on all those guys to be healthy. You sure can't. As we sit here today. But if you have those players back, in addition to a Ferguson from Alabama and then the young play, I mean, it well, does get... You didn't mention... Did you mention Robert Scott? I did. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and not that you can trust him either, but I'm just, I'm just, yeah. I mean, we certainly can't trust him. Um, and that's not a knock. I'm not trying to be mean. He just, dude, couldn't stay on the field ever. So it's a fair, it's a fair concern. Yeah. Uh, er, early down. and Simmons will be in that rotation though. So second down after linebacker, the specific area you want to see addressed in the portal. And you got to be specific. So, for example, you have to say edge rusher or you have to say guard. So, where would you go next? That's funny. Uh, you, I like that you said, aside from linebacker. Mm-hmm. You, you, you mean you knew that I wasn't overwhelmed and excited about Justin Cryer, Omar Graham, and Blake Nicholson? I had uh, – you know what? You're very hard to read sometimes, but I figured that was the case. Um – Guard. Okay. All right. Interesting. Third down. Third down. More likely to happen, the Florida Gators go over 500 with their schedule next season, or Florida State wins the ACC. Florida State wins the ACC. Hands down, not close. Yeah, all day, every day. Even, okay, but you're projecting. Dude, so Florida's going to suck, and that schedule is the worst I've ever seen for somebody who sucks. They are done. <laughs> That is, if you were elite, you would struggle with that schedule. They're not close to elite. They are in shambles, falling to pieces, and they're about to play the hardest schedule I've ever seen put together. Those lucky bastards will be fortunate to win four games. They're terrible. I was hoping. I wanted an opportunity to bring up that schedule because I think we should every so often this offseason just to smile. So fourth down I mean, come on, man. Uh, you'll see that there will be a lead into a question next week that I can use. So I only need three more. Mm-hmm. But uh, the player you are most excited to watch in spring camp on offense, and you can't say Lucas Simmons. Player I'm most excited to see play? On offense, but you cannot say Lucas Simmons. Um, mm, well... I, I'm gonna. I'll go back to listen. I, you know, I'm really, really excited about the running back coming in, but he's a true freshman, so I don't think that I can do that. I'll have to go at wide receiver and and say um, Hakeem. I'm torn because I I, I almost want to say Destin. Mm. I'll be honest, there. I I do. I almost want to say Destin. I thought. Listen, he showed me a little something against Georgia. I, I thought you're beginning to see the signs of a guy who could be a big, big part of what you're doing on offense. And I just wish he hadn't gotten hurt this year with that ankle. You know, I, I, I'm going to say Hakeem because the physical tools are unbelievable. And I do think that if those two guys are healthy, they're going to both be stars for this segment group. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel really good about them. If I could trust Vendravius Jacobs, Tom, I could say him. I like our receivers. I really do. I think they're all very talented. They don't have a ton of production on the field, obviously. We know that from watching this year. But there were glimpses, and we get to see practices as well. And a lot of times, before a guy has a big breakout on the field, for fans to go, oh, wow, who's that guy? And this is not like condescending. It's just the benefit of being at a practice on a daily basis. So – We've, we, we'll see a guy and we're like, man, 
wait till the fans see what that guy's going to be. You know what I mean? Like, just because they haven't, and he's not a starter, so he's not out there very often. And you'll watch a kid and go, he's going to be a star. Wait, Remember the first time we watched Trey Benson run when he was not hampered by the knee, and they let they took the reins off, and they told him, go, go play. Go, like, because for a while there, he was in the green jersey, and it was sort of like, well, let's, let's go easy here. And they wouldn't let him run. And then all of a sudden, they're like, you're cleared completely. Let's go. And that day, we were on the sideline, and he caught the corner and ran right past the two of us, and we went, there's no chance I want any part of that 225 running that fast. There are a lot of receivers like that on this team. Hakeem, Destin, and Vindravius Jacobs, all three fit in that category. Yeah, that day for Trey Benson, he sliced through the air of the IPF. You could hear it. Oh, you it was, could hear him. God, I wish somebody could have seen it. And then with Destin, I believe he was the deep post that was mm-hmm. wide open that we missed, mm-hmm. that, that Brock missed. But that was impressive. The break on the ball, all of it. Like the break out of the route, I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a smooth route. And also that's a great effort on the catch on the sideline. That's a great throw. He gets his feet in, which is really hard to do, but that shows elite body control. He just dropped the ball when he hit the ground or he juggled the ball a little bit. But he hit the ground hard. It was a it was really impossible catch, but he almost made it. And it's enough for you to go, whoo, that's in there. No, it's there. They've got – they're good, man. They're good at wide receiver. And if they bring in one more, they're going to be very, very good at wide receiver. If you could trust Portier to ever stay healthy. But anyhow, the point would be they, they've got players at that position. I'm excited about a lot of those guys, but I'll say Hakeem to answer your question. Well, and that's the thing that DJU does best is deep ball. Yeah. You know, I think that fits pretty nicely, especially if they do close this Jalen Brown kid from LSU. He could be a gadget player, but he was sub 1100 meter in high school. Fast as hell. Sub 22 seconds in the 200. So it's it's sustainable, explosive speed that, that Brown brings to the table. And if you're trying to get vertical and take more deep shots than we did last year, you're, you brought in the right quarterback with the right arm to do that. Again, we want to thank our friends at Artisan Financial Strategies who sponsor this segment. Um, Great returns on uh, folks who have taken up uh, my advice to go check them out and learn more about what they can do for you in managing your money. NoLRetirement.com, all one word, NoLRetirement.com. Go check for yourself. Adam's a great Noel. It's Jeff Cameron Show. Time to pick some games with my mom. We'll do it next. Hey, Seminoles, we all know how important it is to score in the red zone, but are you prepared for success in the retirement red zone? Five years leading up to your retirement date and the immediate five years after are a critical time of thoughtful planning for you and your family. And our friend and fellow Noel, Adam Tolliver, and his team at Artisan Financial Strategies are prepared to coach you to victory. Some of us, well, we're at midfield and want to plan ahead. Others are ready to punch it in on the goal line. They're making sure you know how much you can spend without running out of money, protecting yourself and your family against rising health care costs, or carefully planning your legacy. The Artisan team brings a combined 30-plus years of planning experience and world-class resources to help you navigate the way. For more information, just head over to KnollRetirement.com. Now, that's one word, KnollRetirement.com. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. 
And away we go. There's Friday's ACDC, which means it is time to get into some wagering with Mama. Pumped about the schedule this weekend. Documented why, by the way, two games tomorrow. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Houston at Indianapolis. The Houston at Indianapolis one is the one. That's the... The eight fifteen, where uh, it's it's all on the line. Gotta have it. And I described the improbable scenarios involving both those teams at the start of the year, and how it is we would have never suspected uh, that this game would mean anything. Great job of coaching by those two individuals. So we shall see. And then, of course, the rest of the slate <clears throat> is on Sunday. So, if you would, good sir, cue it up. Let's go. And now for another edition of the family pick, Nick. Go to your room! Mama, the meatloaf! Take it away, Jeffrey. All right, Mama, you hold a two-game lead, and we're in the final week of the regular season. I don't know if you heard the beginning of the show. But, I didn't. Okay. Well, at the beginning of the show, I laid out how crazy this final week is, this week 18. 11 teams don't know their playoff fate. Five open spots. It ties the record in NFL history to 2006 for the most amount of spots available entering the final week of a year. So a lot of these games either have playoff implications in terms of seeding or outright whether or not a team gets in or does not get in um, or needs somebody else uh, to help them get in. So it's a crazy set up it this is. weekend and I hope you did your homework. Uh well I did. I, I did some and then after we we spoke earlier today for a, a short minute and you were telling me to check out ESPN and I did. I listened to ESPN a lot, but I didn't go to, you know, all the anal you know, all the analyzing of the game. So I did I ch- I actually did change a couple of my picks after going through all that and watch I probably changed them and I probably screwed up. Well, I want it to be known and pointed out to the listeners and the viewers on War Chant TV, the thousands and thousands upon thousands of people that are locked <laughs> into the Jeff Cameron show currently, yes. how fair-minded I am. Now, you can think about what, what kind of man that reveals me to be, to call my mother, whom I trail by two games, well in advance <laughs> of this segment and inform her of the need to do research and homework on these games because of the delicate nature of who starts and who doesn't and what's on the line. It once again solidifies for many of you that I am the hero you know me to be. <laughs> and I raised a very honorable son. There it is. That's what it does. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it does. All right. So here we go. Uh, right off the bat, Pittsburgh at Baltimore, 430 tomorrow afternoon. I know it, and I that is in uh, in full disclosure. That's one of the games I changed, um, and I because I picked Baltimore. Um, I obviously they're the better team, but there's a lot more for Pittsburgh on the line. And then I never realized until I did this research that they, Pittsburgh has beaten Baltimore at home the last three times they've played, even when Lamar Jackson was playing. So having said that, I took Pittsburgh. So it is it is interesting because uh, they find a way every year, do the Steelers, to somehow make the playoffs. And the numbers are very rarely impressive, and yet they do. And Tomlin's a great coach. I'm going to take the Ravens to upset them with their backups, Mama. Right off the bat, we have one different. Here we go. Here we go. I know. Well, see, 
see there, like I said, I, that's why a lot of times I don't read all that stuff, and I just kind of go with what I know and my gut instinct and all of that, and I just pick them. That's what I do. But now, like I said, I've gone and done my research, and I may have outsmarted myself. Well, you maybe not. You could just beat me, and uh, I think, listen, the odds maker have the Steelers as the favorite, so the folks in Vegas agree with you. I just happen to play a hunch here. I kind of feel like... Uh, it's going to work out for the Ravens in this game. I don't think that Pittsburgh team is very good, and so I'm going to pick the Ravens with Huntley playing quarterback to find a way to win it and go from there. I don't, I'm not a big Mason Rudolph guy. Houston is at Indianapolis. What a great game and the most improbable of seasons for these two teams in particular. It makes zero sense that they are sitting in a win-and-you-are-in scenario. Remember before the season, Mom, when the Colts took Anthony Richardson and everybody wondered, oh, man, he hasn't played a lot of football. He is raw as a passer. We'll see what they become. Well, he comes in, and he's electrifying as an athlete, not a great passer, but he gets hurt. And that's what happens when you run around. So they have to go to Gardner Minshew. So they have a new coach. They have an owner feuding with their running back. They they lose their first-round draft pick at quarterback. And here they sit with a chance to make the playoffs. Meanwhile, the Texans, new coach as well, and D'Amico Ryans, they draft C.J. Stroud. He turns out to be the right guy in his rookie season breaking records. And if they win, they're in. So this is a really improbable game between these two teams. Kind of one of the better stories in the NFL this year. I know. I I agree with you. I agree with you. I took Houston. I, too, took Houston to go on the road and win this game. I think their offense is going to be a little too much for Indianapolis to keep up with. Give me Houston on the road to get the win. Should be a fun game. All right, now we go to the Sunday games. (laughs) Cleveland at Cincinnati. Yeah, I took Cleveland. I did, too. uh, Yeah, I did, too. Yeah, it's I don't know about I mean it's the game is kind of, you know, yeah. kind of not not a very good game, but anyway, I took Cleveland. Minnesota's at Detroit. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I I took Detroit. <laughs> I, <laughs> I took Detroit. I think Minnesota could win, but I took Detroit. Yeah, I took Detroit too. I took Detroit as well. All right, Jacksonville at Tennessee. I took Jacksonville. The Jets at the Patriots in a game that they would need to pay us large sums of money to watch. I know, isn't that the darn truth? Um, I took the Jets. I mean, I I don't know why, and I know it's at New England and everything, and this they're talking about it maybe Belichick's last game as a coach of New England, but I just I, they're pitiful, and the Jets aren't much better. But I took the Jets. Give me the Patriots. They're not going to let Belichick lose at home, and he has owned the Jets. Give me the Patriots at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. That's our second game difference. I know. All right. Atlanta at New Orleans. I took New Orleans. I, too, took New Orleans. Tampa Bay at Carolina. I'm taking Tampa Bay now. Damn it. They need to win this game. They should have won last week. They didn't. Now this is it. Do or die. So, and Carolina's terrible. Carolina didn't even score a point last week. Mm. So, um, I know we struggled with them the last time we played. But, anyway, I'm taking Tampa Bay. They've got a lot on the line. Yes. Yes, they do. They have to win this game to win the division and make the playoffs. They lose it, they're out. Period. End of story. Mm. Um, because I thought there was a wild card involved or something. No, they're screwed. They're, this is a they, they got to win the game. They need to win the game here to make the playoffs. And and they're they're well. I mean, there are some scenarios. You're right about that, but it's not win. You got to win the division. The NFC South is awful. They're eight and eight. They're pretty well screwed if they lose the game. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, also because New Orleans is going to beat Atlanta. 
and then you would lose the division. Chicago at Green Bay. Green Bay. Go Bears, baby! Here we go! We got another one! I'm thinking the Bears get the revenge that they've been looking for for some time. They can knock the Packers out of the playoffs. They're going to play loose. The Bears have won five of their last seven games. They've played well down the stretch. They have. They have. I know. But I think, doesn't Green Bay, I mean, yes. they, they, they have to, if, if, don't they have to win this game? I mean. Yes, they have to win the game or they're out of the playoffs. That is that's correct. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Okay. Let's go Bears. It'll be fun to watch. All right. Broncos at Las Vegas, the Raiders. There you go. Um. Yeah, I took Las Vegas. I did too. I have nothing to play for, but no, oddly, there are some funny scenarios there where that game could influence who gets in and who gets out uh, between Jacksonville and the Steelers. If the, both Jacksonville and the Steelers lose, the winner of this game will determine if Denver wins, then the Steelers go, and if the Raiders win, then the Jags would go. So oh. all of a sudden, a game that means nothing will mean everything to those two franchises. Oh, wow. Oh, my Lord. And, and you have no control over it. That's, That's right. It's beautiful. thing. Yeah. Philadelphia is at the Giants. I know it. I tell you what, I'm, I took Philadelphia, but I tell you what, they are just falling apart. They are falling apart. They are in shambles. They are in shambles, but I, but I mean, the Giants are terrible, and I, I, I just had to take Philadelphia. I took Philadelphia, too, but I don't feel good about it, and I wouldn't bet it to save my life. I wouldn't no. be surprised at all. There's a weird part of me that feels like, you know, 5.45 Eastern time on Sunday, we're going to be like, the Giants are up 21-3 to on the Eagles. I mean, like, I, serious, I, I don't think we would be shocked. Um, Seattle at Arizona. Seattle and Arizona. I took Seattle. Kansas City at the Chargers. I know it. I, You know, I took Kansas City. I, I, they, they did come through last week, barely, but I, um, yeah, I took Kansas City. It's a weird game. I think I saw the Chargers are favored in the game. Kansas City sitting everybody they have. And but then I thought to myself, well, what does that mean? Uh, it's not like the Chargers have anybody right now. Those guys aren't playing for anything. I know. I know. I I took Kansas City. I know that's one of those crazy games. I'll take it too. Uh, the Rams at the Forty Niners. Forty Niners. They're not playing anybody, are they? Are they playing their people? I don't think they are. Are they? No, they're not. Neither team really serves them to do anything here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I took them, but because I wasn't sure about. That. You know who's playing? Carson Wentz versus Sam Darnold. That's those are the two quarterbacks in this game. Oh my! Yeah, how about that? Yeah, um, well, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I'll. I guess I'll take San Francisco as well. I don't, neither team cares. Dallas at Washington. Yeah, Dallas. Yeah, that's the easiest one. And then finally, uh, a game of great importance would be the Bills, who could get the the two seed. Yep. Uh, or they could straight up miss the playoffs. So Buffalo at Miami. I know it. That is a barn burner. I took Buffalo. I'm wrestling, but I'll take Buffalo as well. I think Waddle being out for the Dolphins hurts them. They're one and four against playoff teams. Point differential minus eighty four. They've been bad against good teams, but it's kind of a toss up. Fun game to watch. Can't wait. That is at eight twenty Eastern Sunday night for all the marbles there in the division. Love you, mother. Talk to you soon. All right, love you too. We got three different, so I'm either gonna maybe be up one or so two or or down one. Yeah, you're gonna be losing. Uh, here's where I make my move. This is it. Now you're in trouble. Well, I may be. All right, have a good weekend. Love
Love you too. You too. Love you too, Mom. Bye bye. All right, there we go. Hmm. You have any vehement disagreements with those boys? You guys feel good about it? No, that, I think that slate looks fine. Oddly enough, I think both of you wanted to pull the trigger last week on Arizona over the Jets. Or we, over the Eagles, excuse me. We absolutely yeah. did. I told Matthew, I was like, man, I kind of feel like Arizona's going to beat the Eagles. I, the Eagles feel like they're in free fall. And I don't yep. say that just to say it. I mean, I, I, they do. They look like a team that don't like each other right now. They're completely disjointed. Nothing seems to be going right. Their defense is pure ass. There's just a lot to not like about the Eagles right now. But it's the freaking Giants. How do you – you know, how do you – Two weeks ago when the Buccaneers were running all over the field, uh, up and down the field on the Jags, I was at a local pub, the one I'll be at in about a half an hour as I finish up Friday. I'm bringing the laptop with me to the pub. You're damn right you are. There were two Buccaneers fans there, me and some random guy. There were no Giants fans. There were no Jets fans. It is dead silent up here. People are talking about Juan Soto more than they're talking about what's going on in the NFL up here right now. The Bucks fan in that pub that you frequent uh, from Tampa? No, he has Northeastern roots. Yeah, he's uh, a fake I, Bucks fan, isn't he? Uh, no, because mm. he was really he was really happy for Baker. Like he's like, I like Baker. Baker, Baker, he's us. He's who we are. I'm like, all right, I hear you. But he was on his fifth Budweiser and JMO round, so I didn't hang out with him too much. That's a that's an interesting combination. <laughs> that's a thing in the Irish pub, a shot and a beer is a well, thing. Well, I've got a good friend who you happen to know who does a shot and a beer each time, and I'm always like, brother, it's Tuesday. I mean, we got to <laughs> – I walked out with my wife. We're getting a couple of beers, and then we're getting food to go, like at a, at a local restaurant nearby. And then that was it. My man was—he was already well into his day by the time we were in the second quarter of the Buccaneers. I'm sure. I'm just not buying. He's a Bucks guy. We'll see. I don't know. I think that was some Brady leftover right there. Oh, it could be. Yeah. He could be a New England fan for all yeah, I know. That roots yeah. for Brady. Yeah, it, was, it was a Brady leftover. I wasn't about to ask him three questions in a row because then I'm stuck for an hour. You know how that goes. Mm. What about your picks? I've got hockey picks. Do you have one? Yeah, I did a bunch of picks already that I've given out here today. Let me go to my uh, my most recent bets. I gave you the two-bet part away. I took the Texans minus one uh, against the Colts on the road. I like that bet quite a bit. I also took a two-bet parlay that featured uh, some alternative lines. I moved the Cowboys line around uh, and then took uh, the Texans again and coupled that with the Cowboys. I did take the Titans plus three and a half against the Jags to cover. I don't like them to win, but just to cover. Um, I have over 35 yards rushing for Josh Allen. If you want a player prop, you know, I killed this for much of the year. Didn't stay as hot as I was earlier, but I have Josh Allen over 35 yards. It's a must-have game. Must-have game. The Dolphins are missing – uh, a couple of their rush-ins. I'm going to have Josh Allen escape and make some plays with his legs here, over 35 yards rushing. I took the Bears plus three. And then, of course, I've been on this Seps Troca train where I got him in a top 20 at plus 325, a top 10, and I also have him as a winner at plus 4,000. JT Poston, top 20 uh, at plus 145. Tom, you got time for your hockey bets. Make it happen. I do. I like the Lions-Bears parlay uh, teaser. I'm playing that one myself. Um, tonight, tonight, bet 60-minute lines, regulation lines in hockey. There's risk involved, but it gets you better odds. Uh, there's only a three-game slate. Play Carolina over Washington. 
in the 60-minute to win. So you're playing Carolina, 60-minute regulation line. That's a play. And then tomorrow for a slice, we'll call it a, a little pizza slice, mm-hmm. Brandon Hagel, Tampa Bay Lightning, to score a goal. There's your player prop. Nice. I like that. Good job with uh, Hagel. Also, by the way, if you didn't have a chance to do it, maybe you can find some good odds going into the weekend. It'll be not what I got before the tournament began, but uh, look for Ludwig Aberg to have a big year again. He was playing so well at the end of last year. I have him as a top 20 player at the century as well. We'll see if he can do that. Great work, brother. Have a cold one for me. I appreciate you. Say hi to Dr. Quinn. Great job, Matthew. Be well, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. Peace.